Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, your host, life coach, and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, we are discussing a little bit of money mindset, shame, self-investment, and showing up for yourselves. This is going to be one of those episodes where I feel a bit all over the place, but I know that that's okay because many, many, many HSPs tell me the same thing when they show up to work with me individually. We apologize as a tribe for being all over the place. So this is a little bitty mini teachable moment within this episode where hopefully I can show you that you're all over the placeness. It makes sense. We observe all over the place. So when we're talking or sharing, we're a bit all over the place. What has been a real soothing balm for me on this journey is in seeing myself reflected in my clients and my clients reflected in me. And that's one of the things that I have been taught, the okayness of how lovely it feels for me to sit with someone else who feels like they're all over the place because I can absolutely track that. It makes sense to how my mind is wired. And if you're a fan of the show, it probably makes sense to how you're wired. Maybe you can see yourself in what I'm sharing. Maybe you have apologized for being a bit all over the place. Thank you for being here and meeting me in my all over the placeness. I wanna talk a bit about how I market myself and my services. You know, I'm a bit of an outlier. I don't really fit the mold of a therapist who comes from a clinical background. Those people don't become coaches. And I don't really fit the background of a coach. Uh, Many, many coaches come from more of a marketing and sales background. But before I, I talk a little bit about my marketing strategies and how I think about that aspect of being a sole entrepreneur and what that means and how to value yourself and your time in a profession where you sell service, you sell your time, your energy, your space holding and your expertise. Many, many, many of you out there listening are healers in your own right. You have either been working for yourselves for many years or you are highly interested in stopping working for the man and learning how to work for yourselves. And I promise you that all the business training in the world doesn't get at the real issue that holds people back from being successful in their own business and self-employment in 
answering the calling to be of service to fellow man and to make your living that way. It takes a lot of self-esteem work. It takes a lot of unraveling the money messages that we all grew up with in different ways. I'm going to share a very simple story. Many of you probably have a similar story. It's a way that we can look back at our history and gain some insight into what energies formed around our ideas of money, of making a living, of budgeting, of time, abundance in the world, or a sense of lack. Many of us have shame around talking about money or worth, what something is worth. Often if we look back at our histories, we can see it. I remember sixth or seventh grade being sent home with a very simple assignment to ask your parents about the money that came into the house, the household income, and how it was decided that that money got spent. I remember getting the handout paper and starting to cringe in my seat at school. I didn't understand how to put it into words, but I knew my parents would not be on fire about this assignment. Many family systems where there is a lot of child abuse happening and child neglect, often I find that there are some themes. Often children are not allowed to talk about money, to ask for money, to understand the flow of money in and out of the house. Often that's because the flow of money in and out of the house is very dysfunctional. So when I came home and said, oh, mom, I have an assignment. I have to ask you and dad about money. What I didn't hear was, oh, wow, that's great. So much of being an adult has to do with money. I'm so glad your school and your teacher are teaching you these things. Sure, let's sit down. What's your assignment? That's what I didn't hear. What I did hear was, well, That's none of your business. Money issues are between me and your dad and have nothing to do with you. None of our money is your money. I didn't understand my feelings back then, but from this position, I can look back and understand that a panic attack was brewing inside of me. It was very important to me at the time to please my teachers. For many of us, that may be some of the root of our people pleasing. It's definitely true in my story that the people in my world who very much lit up for me over the years were teachers. So I learned early on, smart little HSP girl, that if I pleased my teachers, they would smile at me, they would encourage me, they liked spending time with me, they would give me hugs and little special attentions, they would call on me in class. I felt worthy under their gaze. And I wanted to keep earning that worth. I was scared of losing it. In those moments, it was less about me potentially receiving a zero and an F on an assignment and more about the emotional panic of not being able to fit into the role that felt the most comfortable for me that I could perform into some trusted care. I was scared of my teachers getting mad at me and that special care where I felt seen and understood and I felt empathy And they thought my ideas were interesting and of value. I was scared of losing that. Because I didn't have any of that at home, I was very desperate to maintain that. All of that is attached 
to a simple little assignment about learning about money. So when I grew up and wanted to run my own business, my very first job after college taught me that I did not want to be working for other people. I thought there were many aspects of what happened that I could really do on my own and I could really grow a private practice and that's how I could be less stressed out and I could better serve and be a better helper and a better healer and not be bound by salary constraints where I was asked to do more and more and more work with no raises simply under the guise of, well, but you work for a nonprofit. So many helpers and healers fall into this trap of altruistically, from their heart space, wanting to work in a nonprofit. Nonprofits are no different than any other work, y'all. Our idealism as HSP sometimes sets us up to expect that we're going to be changing the world and that's going to feel awesome in some of these nonprofits. Many nonprofits that I have sniffed around have been very dysfunctional and have used and abused that heart-centered drive to give salaries to new people out of school and really burn them out. The official numbers that we kick around in my field are that the burnout rate for counselors is two years. Two years. My education took me almost 10. So if you want to work for yourself... A lot of this comes down to money mindset because you have to be able to charge what you're worth, your self-esteem, your value, the amount of shame that is attached to that conversation internally with yourself and externally with other people. Those are the things that I address with other soul entrepreneurs that are struggling to charge a livable wage, that are struggling to charge for their life-changing work that they offer. And to be able to meet the people that they want at a price point that keeps them working with the people that they want. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Calm History. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics, Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. One of the greatest blessings of having this show take off for me is that it encourages me and allows me to keep my rates lower because I have a bigger audience. That is exactly the way I have intentionally wanted to grow my business, that the more people that I can serve at once, the more I can keep my rates affordable and take care of myself. When you work with me in any capacity, you will get one to four emails when you're on my mailing list in any given year, typically. We're trying to up that to possibly once every other month or once a month. I am not of the coaching mindset that you will get daily multiple emails from me where I hound you until you buy a course from me. I don't do that. 
nothing wrong with it if that's your style, but it doesn't resonate with me. And I tend to not pay people who use that style. So my offering to you today is to take a moment to look at what is your relationship with money? Real self-development work, it takes self-investment. One of the things we don't address very well for people as a group of counselors and healers in the world is how important it is to self-invest. We are taught that it's smart to invest in all kinds of things financially, things like the stock market that are completely volatile, and yet we don't teach our people to invest in themselves. If you feel called to do my boundaries course, and I'm not going to go into today every single thing that this course covers, because you can go back and listen to my other episode that I did last year where it's called A Crash Course in Boundaries. It was released October 11th, 2018. There are some differences in this year's version. I am teaching for a full six weeks instead of four weeks. That's why I'm trying to get you all to sign on early and get the early bird discount. The code is EARLYBIRD19 in all caps. When you pay in full, you get this course at last year's price, even though I'm teaching in it two extra weeks. There are payment plans available. If you need more of a payment plan than what you see available, send an email to production at emotionalbadass.com and Kat will be in contact with you. The software that I use to teach was chosen very intentionally to give you, the participant, the opportunity to learn not just from me, but from each other. I pay extra for this software so that you can get the benefit of learning from each other. Because it's one thing to hear my voice as the teacher, as the counselor, as the life coach teaching these things. It's another that I can't give you as Nikki the person to see other people in real time who are learning just as you are and having to meet themselves exactly where they are in their insecurities, in their confusions, in their tears, in their pain, in their joys, in their delights, in their successes. Boundaries are the root of everything that we need to form a strong foundation to be able to do the healing and the self-development work to live the lives that we dream of. I very much could have spent a couple years finalizing my book. Lord knows I have multiple books going at all times. I have not finished one yet, y'all. I felt called to put my energy into this course because it is the foundation, because modern society is testing our boundaries every single moment of every single day. Media pushes against us. Our lifestyles push against us. Our expectations that our families have for us push against us. Our expectations that we have for ourselves to get things done in any 24-hour period. It's excessive. We're running ourselves ragged. If you feel called to do this work, come do it with me in this year's course. It starts October 22nd. There are 14 lessons. There are up to three live streams a week. This is not a daily release. And for the record, I will never release anything to an HSP community that is in every single day you have to do anything unless it is like a seven-day meditation challenge. Why? It's too much. So part of the space that I'm working on you with is that you don't have to overwork this work. I'm offering a course instead of using the language of a program that will transform you. Transformation is a very big word in the coaching field. 
I can't transform you, but I can give you the tools to break your own psychological patterns to make this work go from head knowledge, something you read in a book one day or a YouTube video you watch to heart knowledge. My psychology background helps me help you take this life-changing information and practice it in ways that are enjoyable and light so that you will practice it, so that it can become you. When we have practiced something enough to where it is in our subconscious instead of just in our consciousness, then it isn't just something we've practiced. It's not something we've tried. It's not something we've sampled. It becomes the fiber of who we are. That is how I constructed this course. This is how I mindfully put it together. I want to read some testimonials for you from last year's course. Now, these are unsolicited for me. This is feedback that came into me in various ways throughout the course and in the months after. I got far more out of this course than I expected. My favorite part was the real-time aspect of the lessons over the weeks and webinars. My understanding of boundaries is far better than it was. The benefits of building boundaries that are entirely under my control and account for what I will and will not do is a huge improvement than what I was doing a month ago. Another participant said, this tool is Nikki Eisenhower Gold. This is how the empowered person gets made. Thanks, Nikki. In my therapy work right now, I have one job and that is to reassociate as I go about my day, as in the opposite of dissociate. And this tool is right on the money for this. My old pattern, this is from another participant, my old pattern was to wait until I got so mad that the only option was I will not do anything. This new way allows me to fine tune where I'm at in the moment and keep the door open for hanging in there with someone. That's what boundaries do for us, y'all. The webinars really blew me away, and if I'm honest, was the reason I felt able to participate in the discussions with others. When the course started, I was very curious about how you do this whole thing. I'm so glad I attended the webinars live. It was great to actually communicate with you, and you responded. I watched people safely talk to you, and you handle communicating back, and that energy took off. One more shorty I can't leave out from a participant from last year's course. I see how I'm accountable to my reaction, to my response, what I'm willing and not willing to do. It actually felt like how it feels if you never get the remote and all of a sudden you get the remote and you don't know what the fuck to do with that remote. You can turn it on, off, up and down and change to so many channels. It's a bit more powerful than I've ever seen. All right, the actual final one. Nikki, you are a sav to me at a time when I have stopped trying to distract myself by piling work and other responsibilities to unearth what is underneath and what I really feel. I used exterior accomplishments as my drug to satisfy my yearning and cravings of happiness. They still weren't enough, and the harder I tried on my next challenge and succeeded, it still didn't fill the void. I realized that it isn't the outside, but the inside that needed tending. Thank you. This has been invaluable. I have read self-help books, not a lot, I was always left like I still didn't get it, and that's because you need a course like this to set you up and send you on your way to then be able to apply those self-help books. I am only at the beginning of this journey, and I now feel I have all my tools in my backpack to survive it. And not just survive, but thrive. I know it's just a start, and I am optimistic. 
This course has unlocked so many doors that I didn't know existed, and yet subconsciously, I feel I knew they were there. I just couldn't see them. I will continue to redo this workshop throughout the year, especially as I continue to work with my healer as I uncover more truths and solidify my understandings. All the healing in the world is available to you. It's my belief that it really does start with boundaries. Thank you for listening to me and my passion and this work that I've put together for you. If you're meant for it, I hope to see you in October. By the way, you get the other little sister course for free. That's my little bonus kind of coachy thing that I throw in there for you. It's just a deep dive into one of the lessons of the bigger course. Learn more and sign up at emotionalbadass.com backslash boundaries. Or if you're brave enough to spell my name, NikkiEisenhower.com backslash boundaries. Remember, I'm an emotional badass. You're an emotional badass. And together, we're where Moxie meets Mindful. Bye-bye. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to Calm History dot com.